Western Conference Podcast with your boy Big Body Cisco, brought to you by Dos Cotas Tequila. But we're here live on location at Famecast Studios in the beautiful Santa Monica, California. And with a special guest, I got the incomparable Miss Dinah Jane in the building. How we doing? Hey, hey, hey. Long time coming. Long, <laughs> Long time. time. Come on, but we here. I'm so sorry, Body Cisco. He's been trying to get me in here for a while now. I almost and... felt like I was annoying her at, no. at one point. I was like, am I bothering you? Let no. me know. Because I feel like, you're you know. Never bothering. But, never but bothering. you know, I'm just happy that you're here Thank and we're you. here in Southern California, your hometown. Hometown. Well, Orange oh. County. Orange County. Oh, yeah. Easy, gangster. Ju- she was like, OC up get in this right. not Santa Monica, but. <laughs> But, you know, we are here, we are live, and I definitely want to get the Western Conference podcast family to kind of get to know Dinah Jane and kind of yes. take us through the whole thing. Because, you know, we've been missing you. Oh, I've been missing you guys, too. And, you know, not that you've A been lot. missing, but you've been busy. I've been busy. And we're going to talk about all the goings-ons and more. But I said, you know, like I said, I want to take it back to the, to the bare minimum, to the organic roots, and how you even mm. got the love of music to do this thing. All right, since you want to run it, run it, run it, run it back. <laughs> run it back, because I need to go straight, not when we just came out, but mm-hmm. you're the oldest of, of seven siblings. I am the oldest. Yes. Damn, why you got to age me? No, you ain't got to age you, but you, you had a lot on your plate. I do. But take us to the beginning okay. of how this all came about. Okay, so where do I begin? <laughs> um, I grew up in uh, Santa Ana, California, yeah. um, Orange County. So I grew up in <clears throat> a household of about... 20-something people. Ooh, that's a typical poly household right there. I was told it was just probably me that yeah. dealt with that many. <laughs> I hope not. I hope there's yeah. many polys out there who can relate. I'm just kidding. Absolutely, um, because GPS is looking at this like, we should have been and went over there. <laughs> there was always plenty of food, let yes, me tell you. Yes, always. Um, so I grew up in a musical home. Um, my mom is a singer. Okay. My mom's a singer. Her, her siblings um, sing as well. Yeah. Some of them can't get things, they have good looks. Uh, <laughs> and I always grew up hearing them sing because of church. Yeah. So my grandpa, whose home we stayed in, he always encouraged us to sing at church. Yeah. And then one day he, I told my, my family that I wanted to pursue this seriously yeah. um, outside of church. And my parents took a jump with yeah. me, took the risk and said, okay. Leap of faith. A leap of faith. Yeah. And they took a chance on me and said, okay, we're going to do what we can. My dad made a few phone calls. Good thing he's friends with uh, David. Yeah, uh, shout out David. Big Dave, man. Uncle Dave. Dave well, for those who don't know, LA. Big Dave was like the security to the stars. Chris Brown, right. just to name a few. But he yeah. was actually a, a factor in the music industry. Yes. So that he had a, that was a mm-hmm. good a little experience for him. Yeah. Yeah. So him and him and my dad were really good friends back then and um, still to this day. Yeah. So he took a chance on me and said, oh, so I can help her. Like, we're going to get her in there. Da, 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 da. I started off at his mom's garage, period. Oh. Talk about humble beginnings. Good old garage. And I thought it was so cool. Like, yeah. I was like, man, I'm in my first studio ever, yeah. like 11 years old, singing Poison by Beyonce. Hold this on, little... wait, wait, wait. 11 years old? Yes. Jesus, I, I, I thought I was just playing in the sand and I playing had, with my own <laughs> shit at that age. But okay. I had no business singing yeah. about love. <laughs> Especially a Beyonce song, a Beyonce. right? <laughs> You're just like poison. Um, 11 and you singing Beyonce yeah, singing at Beyonce. the garage with Dave. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I probably had like 20 views yeah. like on there. And I was like, wow, I'm so cool. And um, Big Dave was just so happy yeah. with what was what we were creating together yeah. just we just did covers back to back to back and um he took me as far as he could and handed me to kennedy mailo man shout out uncle kennedy out there man trace move fam just the community that i built out here yeah. in southern california i'm very uh grateful for the hands that were able to help me at that time yeah. to help me achieve my dreams yeah. so um kennedy mailo also 
was there when I took a shot at X Factor. So I Man. took two rounds of yeah. X Factor. I did the first round. I didn't make it because I was very shy. And then there was a second time. And you were time. how old at the first time? The first time I was like 13. Oh, man. Yeah, That's a lot was, of pressure. I know. And he was trying to prep me for like, oh, Diana, we're going to take it do this yeah. and this is what superstars do and I was like why are we in a limo yeah. like I don't understand <laughs> no, no, Kennedy, he was in Pinky's limo from <laughs> <laughs> but he was so, always, so he was actually taking you through these auditions as yes, well okay he was taking me through, through these auditions yeah. when I didn't get the first um cut I was kind of let down yeah. and then he told me try out for America's Got Talent so my family and him were there for that as well and just nothing was going yeah. for me and, and finally my parents said just take one more shot at X Factor. And I was like, but mom, I feel let down. I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. She's like, well, don't so give up. We were so young at that age, yeah, too. Yeah. So. Um, and at the same time, I'm also going to performing arts school at the yeah. time. So um, shout out to Osha. Osha, what it do? <laughs> <laughs> while I'm going to this performing arts school, I'm right after school, I'm also going to the studio yeah. in Carson at Uncle Ken's studio. And so it was just this hustle thing that I was doing, and it was constant. And I didn't, I never grew tired of it. Yeah. I just kind of was loving the the um whole nostalgia of the whole situation yeah, yeah. yeah and my parents were there for me the whole time through so i was like man i just got to make my parents proud so there's that pressure of like yeah. you you better stay on top of it and if this is what you want like marry it and yeah. you know so and commit to it commit yeah. to it um that happened um I did the audition. Oh, yeah, there, there we are. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I did the audition the second try, and I got accepted. I flew out to Rhode Island. Yeah. I flew out to Rhode Island. That was the last city that they were viewing. So I was like, why am I going all the way to Rhode, to Rhode Island? Island? I didn't even Sheesh. know where Rhode Island yeah. was. I thought it was nearby. Yeah. But Uncle Ken said, no, it's a five-hour fly. Oh, we're that's on, on the other Coast. side of the country. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So uh, he took a chance on me. I went with him and my mom. And at first, we were very hesitant because when we got the call, they were saying, like, hey, how would you like to audition in front of Simon Cowell, uh, Demi Lovato, Britney Spears, wow. and Ellie Reid? We first thought it was a scam yeah because they said meet us at the donut stadium <laughs> something donut i have never heard of what's it called so you was like hold up simon and la reed is definitely not yeah. at the donut shop i was like someone yeah. set me up and my mom just prayed about it we did constant prayers yeah. um before we flew Come out on. the power and, of prayer mm -hmm. And then um, Uncle Ken said, let's do it. I don't care how much yeah. it costs, we're going to do it. We flew out there, uh, did the audition, and it was actually real. So yeah. it wasn't a scam. And um, I'm so glad I took the last-minute flight and trusted the process, and then I ended up in a girl group. Yeah. But, but let's, let's, oh, you don't let's want me to jump there. yet? Okay. Before we get into that, <laughs> before the pressure of you finding out this was the actual audition uh -huh. for Simon California, like, the pressure, like, I hate to keep putting the pressure thing on you because it's already, you've already got, you know, was rejected twice. Yeah. Now it's kind of like playing with your mental now. Yeah. Now when you're in actual in front of them, now it's time to perform. What kind of ticks in you to say, okay, this is do or die for me at this point? Um, the do or die part was when they denied my first song. Wow. So uh, they What was the first song? The first song was Etta James, I'd Rather Go Blind. Ooh, hold up. Something Joby. <laughs> yeah, I was 15 singing that song. Who I had no business singing yeah. that song either at 15 years old. And um, Simon stopped me right before I got to the chorus, and he's like, do you have another song? And I was like, oh, my gosh. I started shaking, started panicking. Yeah. And I was like, Plot I twist. have, yeah. I didn't prepare. I did kind of prepare for it, but I didn't expect yeah. them to tell me, what do you have next? Yeah. Woo! Um, what did you have next? I had Big White Room by 
Jesse J. So I'm just <laughs> blowing out these songs. big records. Yeah. And um, he said no to that as yeah. well. And he's like, what else do you have? I did not practice this one. I was just singing on my ass trying yeah. to see, figure out what the <laughs> lyrics were because I was like, this is do or die. Yeah. And it was Beyonce, um, If I Were a Boy. Wow. So before I performed, I'm saying a prayer. Like, I'm literally saying, God, like, like literally, like, come on. guide me through the song. And then in that moment, it was like something overcame me and told me, you got this. Yeah. So that's why I looked up and I was like, you got this, girl. And then everyone <laughs> was just very tiny to me, like the yeah. whole room. Like, I just felt like I was in a big room by myself. Everything slowed uh -huh. down Everyone's, for you. Yeah. Everything slowed down. And I just trusted myself in the process. And I said, you got this. Wow. <clears throat> and then I, at the end, they were applauding me. And I just forgot, like, how much I did. Yeah. I didn't realize what I just did. And, um... Yeah, it was like a standing ovation and everything. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's yeah. really happening. And I remember that because, and the reason I bring it up is because it brings up with Ian Tongi and the American yeah. Idol thing and oh, him being the winner. And just kind of takes me back to your audition and being in that moment. Yeah. And kind of seeing you where, you know, as a poly demographic, we're watching, you know, one of our own up there. Yeah. And I think it's when you got into that If I Were a Boy where everyone was part of your team at yeah. that point yeah. and kind of seeing the standing ovation, kind of mm -hmm. seeing the, the reaction from the judges. Right. And then now we're like, okay, Donna James is my cousin. Everyone was like, <laughs> your cousin and uncles at that point. But that was like a, before like this got into the EM Tony thing where that was the moment yeah. for Polynesians, not in general, just, you know, young kids looking up to you where you were already a kid. Yeah. I mean, and you, I, I remember you had the bright colors on. And Listen, you, <laughs> hold on. Don't even bring up the colors neon, again. I wish they neon did. color. I wanted to be seen, okay, with the big right, red hair yes. and everything. Uh, um, yeah, don't talk about my wardrobe. Y'all yeah. don't come from my wardrobe, okay? She flew out last minute. <laughs> Obviously, she was mixing and matching, didn't know what to wear. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when you talk about EM, it brought so many yeah. flashbacks. Like, I could understand the nerves. Yeah. And then being a Polynesian behind the screen, just watching yeah. him win just was such a proud moment where I remember that feeling yeah. of, like, everyone being proud. Um, and he's actually my family, yeah. so I'm not going to cap on that. <laughs> real cousin, <laughs> not, not really fake cousin, family. but real one. <laughs> but that kind of takes us more, not the pressures of mm -hmm. it, but you having the pressures of being Polynesian uh -huh. and kind of having, like, the Polynesian people behind you. You know, and we've seen how in Kahuku and when mm -hmm. he went back home where it's a lot of pressure. And I don't think so a lot of people chill. that watch these things kind of understand where it's not just a personal pressure. It's where, like, you're holding the weight yep. of Tongans, Samoans, Hawaiians, this whole Polynesian demographic, where when you were just sitting there in that moment, we were all proud. Yeah. And now you're under a microscope. Mm -hmm. Now it's kind of like every move every is watch move. what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And now we kind of see where we're disagreeing with Simon. We're disagreeing with the whole group thing. Mm -hmm. You know, as us. being. Yeah. So how did that kind of converge into what you were doing as being a part of Fifth Harmony? Because I remember that, that day, too. My mom was like, oh, no, she doesn't need to be in the group. She, she's good by herself. <laughs> First I was like, mom, he's dinner ready because there's, there's nothing being made right now. We keep watching this. But how was that for you to kind of say, okay, you weren't ready yeah. to do this group thing. So what was the mindset at that point? I do. I think we. I can speak for all of us that yeah. we weren't expecting to be tossed into a girl group. But for me personally, I think I was kind of prepared for whatever was to come at me because I kind of already had that background with yeah. my family because I come from a musical family. So singing at home with a group of people it was, was an advantage to you. Yeah, as well. it was yeah. an advantage. I was like, oh, this is cool. But at the same time, I'm not a people's person. I wasn't a people. Yeah. Let me run in the back. I wasn't a people's person. I was very shy into myself. So making friends was kind of like 
uh, uncomfortable for yeah. me. Um, but Polynesians as well, too, because <laughs> we don't like making friends with a lot of people that we don't know. So when you kind of got thrown into that whole thing, I was right, like, right, right. I don't know if they're going to get along. I'm but scared. you kind of like took that on. And like you said, you, you like not being a people person where you have your talent as a solo artist. Yeah, yeah. Then you kind of like put into this where everyone kind of has their own talent level. Yeah. And we kind of seen that it was on display for all the world to see. So that's I mean, why I was like, okay, how did Dinah kind of like, you know, adjust to that? I mean, we, man, I was backstage and I thought when they called my name that we were going to go against each other. Yeah. So I was like, damn, what's my next one? You like, challenge. I was just ready. Like, <laughs> Leona Lewis in my back pocket yeah. right now, yesterday. Mm -hmm. I got her ready. And then, um, then when we got called uh, to be in a girl group, I just kind of, um, what's the word? I adjusted. Yeah. I adjusted quickly because I realized, like, this is a sign. Yeah. Um, if I also didn't take that flight to get there thinking it was a scam, that was one of them. One of, them uh, one of the songs during the boot camp with the girls, I was kind of put up against Lauren. Yeah. Um, and so we were singing the same song. So Ooh. I was like, oh, my gosh, what is going to? Yeah. There were just so many obstacles that I was facing during that time. And then finally, that was kind of the answer to me that I was given like, okay, yeah. there's a reason why Heavenly Father is putting you in this position is because he knows you need these girls. Yeah. And then we need each other because we're so young. I'm the youngest of the five. Come on. And being the baby of the bunch, um, it felt like high school. Like we're learning the industry together. And it's not that easy. Like we talk about being high school at that, that age where it's like mean girls age group. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Where he's like, I can sing better than her. She, you know, vice versa, where it's like almost competition I'm amongst each other. I'm not going to get into that, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> But see, and I think it goes back to your upbringing. Mm -hmm. And I think because you were brought up in a household like that, because yeah. you kind of had the faith and in God that you had. And different um, personalities. Yeah. There were some were, there were stronger personalities, some were shy like me, like some were just middle. So kind of like adapting to everyone and trying to make everyone feel comfortable yeah. was kind of a challenge too. So I was okay with being quiet and not saying much. Um, but then finally I grew some balls and yeah. started saying like, I don't like yeah, that. But you let the hair down at one point. It was like, okay, now you're getting into your... Did you feel yourself getting into... Your, like into the groove where you're like, okay, now that I'm in this group thing, now mm. I can kind of let my hair down and kind of just show what I can do. Mm. And how do you kind of like rein back on kind of it being a competition within your group? I never, personally, I never really saw it as a competition. Yeah. I was genuinely really good friends with each and yeah. every one of them. Um, I had a different relationship with everyone and I loved them all individually, separate, like different than yeah. the others. So um, having that, bond with them i never saw it as competition and that's dope the friendship was there and the um the chemistry was yeah. there so that kind of outweighed the business part of it from how i took yeah. it and um there were like two records that two singles that i sat out on because i was too friendly yeah <laughs> and i was like damn bitch that's what you get yeah. you get loaded that's what happens when you want to be friends with everybody and put them first hey, i ain't gonna lie when we were listening to this song we would always just wait for your part like, I, I think that's, that's not dino that, that oh, was dino so that's why like that's why it was like okay it was kind of like not weird but it was kind of like, okay who's gonna get the lead yeah, who's gonna yeah. get this part that part where we like you said it's in front of the world in front of the world and you guys yeah. are doing your thing and like how do you so your transition is there now you guys yeah. are with harmony uh-huh well, now, social media was a thing too. Like I never yeah. had a Twitter, but then they when we're on the Mind show, you was just Twitter, Twitter at that point too. Just Twitter. Yeah, uh, Instagram was coming. I think Facebook was around then too. Damn, I'm so old. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, you adapted. You adapted really adapted, well. Where yeah. you could like fan we talk bases, about social media, fan bases coming on there. When where, the um, when people started pinning us against each other we started looking at each other like, oh my gosh, do I look like that? Yeah. Or am I that type? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But then we always would comfort each other behind closed doors and be like, you are not what they say you are. 
on on um, social media and whatnot, and we would always give each give each girl like a pat on yeah. the back, like you're doing fine, like don't listen to the noise, yeah, and silence the noise. So that's why I say it was such a benefit uh, at being with the girls because we were able to lean on each other at such a critical time of just breaking through as the as a girl group. Yeah. But take so. us through, I mean, now that Fifth Harmony is there, now it's like a worldwide thing, like yeah. where you guys are like, almost like the Beatles in a sense, right? Because oh, wow. you guys are going to different countries. You can't put us that high. Wow. <laughs> Way too high. <laughs> now we but, reaching. But you guys are like touring and stuff. You guys are doing uh -huh. these shows where you kind of just kind of thrown into the fire at that point. Now that you guys mm -hmm. are doing that as a group, how did you guys adjust to saying, okay, now we're on like real tour life. Now uh -huh. we're doing this stuff like that where it's, it's, it's a big Chad. pressure on y'all. Tell um, us about that. Our first tour, one of our first tours, we did a mall tour. Oh, and wow. while we're moving and doing, we, we just dropped music, an EP. Damn, when you take me back, I'm like, <laughs> oh, damn. I Come feel on. like it happened yesterday. It's the humble beginnings. Woo. Um, <laughs> so we did mall tours, and they were, like, it was bad. It was I, like a cult following, almost. It was like, Yeah, Jesus. I mean, we were, every day it was a show. Yeah. And it was really new to us at the time, so... Going on that journey of like waking up at 6 a.m. and then finishing your day like around midnight or 10 p.m., yeah. uh, barely any rest. You had to make sure your vocal cords were good for the next day because if you don't have enough rest, you're going to crack yeah. on stage. And then fittings and uh, makeup and hair, there was a rotation. Oh, my gosh, I can get so <laughs> into it. Um, it was a lot to take in, but uh, I'm grateful for the hands that were there at the time. Uh, we had parents come in in rotation as well yeah. but there was only one parent that could come in um so unfortunately for me my mom kept popping out babies yeah. so my mom couldn't come with me on tour and i was, was really busy. sad mom was busy yeah. she had, she had other business and um i when i first went on tour i remember crying my eyes out i was only out on the road for about a week yeah. And I remember calling my, I remember it so vividly. I was calling my mom and I was like, mom. And she was like, Dinah, are you okay? And I just started crying yeah. so bad because I literally left home. I'm on the other side of the country and I don't have my mother there with me. Come and on, that's a lot. The rule was that you only have your parents on the road. Yeah. And I was like, can I have my sister with me? But it was a majority rule thing. So they, I was kind of outvoted yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. So I wanted my sister with me. Yeah. Anyways, family was a hard thing to take in because I needed them on, th yeah. on the road to last. But the phone calls worked and um, what else worked? I would play music yeah. that reminded me of home, like Polynesian music, island music. And that's what I mean when I said I adjusted and I made the road feel like my home. Come on, the adaptability so, was mm -hmm, there, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, tour was crazy. Uh, when we get home, I we none of us realized how big we were yeah. when we got home because people were coming over. People were like, "Oh, let's go hang out, let's do this and that." And I'm like, "Oh, I just got home. I'm tired." Yeah. Like, and it kind of like <clears throat> it kind of takes away a normal childhood from yeah. someone your age yeah. at the time, where you're not doing the things that you can just go to the mall now. Yeah. Now you're going to the mall and there's like a security team. There's like yeah. you know so much involved with doing that, and not that they stripped you of your thing, but to me, I always looked at it where it was a lot too fast. Yeah, too fast. How did that kind of help you now? looking back as we're talking about it mm -hmm. into your career as a solo artist because now we're saying the fifth harmony thing not to start <clears> fifth, <throat> now everyone's kind of doing their own thing now they kind of say okay we did the fifth harmony thing now it's kind of yeah. getting into the Dinah jane the solo artist so yeah. tell us how that transition between going from this girl group into <laughs> being Dinah jane the solo artist that transition tell us about that the transition was um i would say it was really it was kind of tricky yeah 
because I was still trying to discover who I was because I put so much, I invested a lot of myself into the group that I didn't have the development of figuring out who I was in the journey yeah. of being in the group, if that makes sense. Yep. So trying to discover myself after dropping like bottled up and everything, I was still trying to figure out who Dinah was. Yeah. Um, looking for the identity. Yeah, looking yeah. for my identity. Um, so dropping bottled up, it was actually not supposed to be a single. I showed a snippet on Instagram on my story, and I didn't know that screen recording was a thing at the time. <laughs> so wow. people were posting me, like posting my song. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. They got it. Yeah. And then I felt like this a pressure of like dropping the record because a lot of people, I had a lot of great feedback Come on. from showing that snippet. And I was like, Mark, we got to drop the song. He's like, hurry up and make it your single. You already got to drop, yeah. girl. Like, da 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 da. So um, the pressure of that. We just dove into it. I did so many uh, versions of Bottled Up, and I'm really grateful for the um, the the love that yeah. that record got because I didn't think it was gonna blow up the way it did. It so blew up because it got a lot of love. Take us back to like <clears throat> you were talking about Marky Basie, um, uh -huh. and Marky Basie is a friend of mine. Like I, I was his first interview when he was a San Francisco artist. Okay, and we kind of talked about when I seen okay. that kind of collaboration with you, where I'm like, damn, Marky Basie's with you. Then Ty yeah. Dolla got involved with the project. Uh -huh where that one was like the mainstream hit for you. Mm -hmm. And like you were talking about with social media. So when we talk about transitioning from the girl group to the solo arts, now you're transitioning also and adapting to the social media age that we're starting to get into, the right. Instagrams, the TikToks, yeah. and all mm -hmm. like that too. So that was a plus for you, or was it a plus for you to kind of have that aspect part of your, so your solo career? It was a plus, um, but man, it was, it was scary. Yeah. Because I was being uh, forced to always post yeah it was it wasn't like a natural thing or like i would be like oh i want to post you have post. to post you it was like post. oh they would yeah. encourage me like dana you need to post today do this do that da, da. and i was like ah yeah. i don't know how i feel <laughs> like i don't feel comfortable yeah like every day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it was just a, a constant thing um with social media and whatnot but um yeah the record bottled up was hitting and then i felt the pressure to drop it as a single we dropped it as a single and then, as I said, I was still in the midst of like trying to figure out who I was. Finding that identity. Yeah. yeah. And I remember on set shooting the music video, I called a special friend who I met at 12, 13 years old. And I was like, Chad, wow. where are you? Yeah. You need to come back. You need to come and join my project because I feel like I'm losing myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm questioning myself. And that's that's where it was a red flag. Yeah. Um, it was during my set of Bottled Up, and he was like, okay, girl, what do we got to do? And I was like, I don't know who I am, but I know I'm Polynesian. I live and breathe it yeah, every day. Absolutely. And I didn't, I was, I was so good at being who people wanted me to be. Um, executives, they would be like, oh, this is the image you yeah. should go for. Do this and do that. And I'm grateful that people uh, saw me bigger than who I was, but I realized that my identity was what I was missing. Absolutely. So calling someone from home, Mr. Chad Vipanilla, who is here Chad, right man. now, um, <laughs> he quickly answered and he yeah. jumped in and he jumped on my tour and helped with anything that he could just to bring back my roots. Home and bring back bring home. home yeah, on exactly. the road and kind of uh, wake that up with my yeah. with my music. So um, 
That's crazy, right? That I literally Come called on. someone from home and said, I don't but like it take, where they're it pushing me. It takes a phone call like that. It takes somebody like Chad and like anybody in life mm -hmm. where you need that reality check and you need that reality call uh -huh. where you can you have the luxury of doing that. Yeah. And I think in this industry that we're in, we always have that person. And yeah. Chad happened to be the person for this. Yes. Where, you know, we see over the years where, you know, especially in this Polynesian demographic, mm -hmm. where someone like Chad that's, you know, so gifted and being in that demographic, where it's kind of say, okay, now let's kind of look for your identity and what we're going to do. Yeah. Because now we're looking at mainstream and we're looking at the Polynesian demographic. Right. I mean, however way you want to put it, that's the way you got to look at it. Right. Because it's like, okay, let's not forget I'm Tongan and I'm uh -huh. carrying the weight of this uh -huh. demographic where you kind of having someone to give you that reality check. Okay, let's kind of let's get back to the roots thing. And is that something that you and Chad kind of said, hey, look, let's kind of get back to the roots. Let's uh -huh. kinda, we did the whole mainstream thing. Yep. Now how can we implement this poly, this poly background we're doing? I am... Still in the process. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You're, you're right. Absolutely. Um, because being steered so many directions, being put, tugged and pulled many directions, it was always said to me like, oh, you look Latina, you look black. Like, yeah. why don't you just run with it? And I said, no, but I'm not. Come on. And I didn't, I wasn't comfortable at the time, but I'm grateful for the community that I had to remind me yeah. of who I am and who I'm meant to be. Need that reality industry. check sometimes, yes. yeah. And so cutting it back, like even taking it back on the music, um, I just wanted people to understand that, no, I'm not what you say I yeah. am. This is who I am. And then Absolutely. they just embrace it a little bit more. Don't say it again, girl. Don't say it again. Out, the, 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 <laughs> it's very influenced in my music. Yeah. Um, and when I talk about my stories, I am unabashedly like able to speak of my story yeah. without filtering it because the industry was not used to a story like mine. Like me even saying on national television, thousands of people, yeah. <laughs> millions of people telling me I live with that many people. Yeah. I don't know what, why that came out of my mouth. My mom was prepping me. She's like, just say that you love baseball. And I was like, mom, yeah. I don't love baseball. And I was just nervous and on the spot, I was just being myself in yeah. those two seconds and coming back into really diving into that more. And as I'm a solo artist, yeah. I just love that I'm able to be myself without any filter and say, like, this is who I am. Yeah. And this is how my culture is. And I'm glad that there's a big community of people winning on social media, like Drew. Yes. Um, um, who else? There's so many TikTok winners yeah. that are oh, like, making, like, the Poly Carey Shout song. out Polly TikTok, Shout too, out man. to Polly TikTok. Shout out to all the Polly's who are just winning out there. Yeah, the content creators. I don't creators, feel alone, ridiculous. if that makes sense. Like, oh, I just love that we are winning in this industry where we always felt like we weren't seen. Yeah. Um, and I kind of feel like I was kind of running it by myself. I don't mean to disrespect anyone, but I no, feel like absolutely. as a female artist in the mainstream world, I kind of felt alone. And um, not having that identity with me, someone to look up to yeah. in that sense. I'm grateful that I had a Rodna to look yeah. up to. Come on, shout um, out Raz, man. That's really this right there. the reason why I kind of started. Yeah. I always looked up to Beyonce and Leona Lewis, Mariah Carey, Lauren Hill. But I never had a Polynesian brown skin girl Come to on. look up to until I heard a Rodna um, say, I love you. Come on, man. Like I, there, I, was, I like, thought she was park. talking to me on that song, but <laughs> apparently she wasn't. Raz, I'm going to be whoa, in whoa, New whoa, Zealand whoa. in October, but that's neither here nor there. But, but like you said, it takes uh -huh. us back to a Radna and it took you back to your roots. Like yeah. I've seen it firsthand. Like we've done shows in Australia. We've done, and I've seen 
the people that came for the Fifth Harmony fame, uh -huh. and then you had the Polynesians that was accepting the Dinah Jane, yeah. you being home type thing. Yeah. So I've kind of seen the transition, you know, firsthand and mm -hmm. through social media where, you know, being Polynesian is not like the cool thing, but it is what you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's the same thing what I do and same thing what you do and, and everyone in our demographic where it's accepted more, where not be just because it's cool, because that's who you are, yeah. but you kind of had both sides early mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. you was thrown into the fire. Yeah. Mainstream tours and all that. And now it's okay, okay now Dinah Jane the Solars, now I can be the Tongan girl, yeah. represent the tease, <laughs> throw them up one time and still do it. And that's why I kind of love that we were able to sit down with this because yeah. I see this transition in you. Thank because you. I see the comfortability. That's not even a word. Q, is that a word? The comfortability. <laughs> that's a word now. You, yeah. I agree, comfortability. But you're comfortable now. And it's not to say that you wasn't then, but it's because you have all the camera, the lights on, and yeah. you kind of got to be proper. You kind of yeah. got to be yep. you know, up like that, where you still take a little bit of that Mm. Kind of put it into what you're doing now Merging. and make it your mm. own. Yeah. And Amen. that's where we're at now. So that's why I say we go to, we're going to chapters. Now that we have Dinah Jane, where you're in a comfortable, you know, state of mind, what is next for Dinah Jane? I feel like this next chapter, I really owe it to myself. Yeah. I feel like there was an era, a phase in my life where I was taking care of others. Um, and now I'm prioritizing me and my mental well being. And my music and just doing what I want rather than having executives tell me who I'm, who I am. Yes. Um, and I love the, the control that I have this round. It may not make it far and I don't care yeah. if it don't make it far. What I care about is that I am investing into myself of who I want, who I've always been, yeah. who I've meant, who I've always been meant to be. If that makes sense. Yeah. Come on, speak English. <laughs> and, um, I am just loving this comfort of owning my power. Yeah. And I had my hand, I've had hands, many hands involved in my journey yeah. who were helping me. Molding figure, you. Molding yeah. me. And um, now that I'm here, I've kind of put them in the backseat and I've allowed myself to drive myself. Go ahead, Dee. And if I make a mistake, I make a mistake. Yeah. And I have to own my mistakes, embrace it, and learn how to get back up. Yeah. Um, and I endured a lot of that in this three-year break. Um, I lost myself a lot, and I kind of, woo. Go on, say, because this three-year break, I think it was that telltale sign for you to say, okay, who is Dinah Jane? And, mm -hmm. you know, while you were saying that part, I done heard all these snaps, and you go ahead, girl, all around the world <laughs> as we're doing this. But because of the freedom that mm -hmm. you have now, mm -hmm. because of the decisions that you get to make and not have the executives make those decisions for you, yeah. you know, having people like Chad in your corner and kind of having the poly people still behind you, yeah. whether it be negative or it be positive, they always have your back. And yeah. that's why I said I really wanted to sit down and say, look, now there was three-year hiatus there, now, okay, is Dinah ready? Because at the end of the day whether it be three years or five years mm -hmm. it's really up to you yeah so tell us how that being this moment to say okay now it's three years haven't been on the scene now what we're doing the comfortable you know you being mm -hmm. comfortable now now what is Dinah Jane trying to bring out to the world I am such a businesswoman now I like I said I'm owning my power and I'm stepping into it more so than ever where I'm realizing that the next generation also de also deserves a chance and a space where they belong a yeah. place of feeling of belonging um, so I am starting up my 
can I say it? Oh yeah, did I already said it? I'm signing up on my record label. I'm signing up my record label because I realized that there's hold on, so hold much on, talent. don't just throw that at you. So wait, say so you start your own record label, Diana. Yes, yes. See, that's what I'm talking about. And yes. everybody that's clapping, watching this right now, should be proud of you doing because you. you have the experience mm -hmm. of what you went through. Yep. Why, why wouldn't you do that? So tell us more about this record label because is, is it like death row? Because I'm ready to be shook. Because if you're ready, I, I'm gonna ready to be shook on this death row. But <laughs> tell us about the label. audition like tomorrow. <laughs> Can I be? Um, I've, like you said, I've uh, experienced a whole lot in this industry. A lot of ups, a little, many downs. Yeah. And um, like I said, I didn't really find a place of where I felt like I belonged or my identity was being tossed yeah. around. So I wanted a space for the next generation of Polynesians to feel like I could, I belong Come on. and I could do this. Yes. And I am talented. There is, there is more to me. Um, I remember, I'm very uh, grateful for my background because I had family members who genuinely supported me. Yeah. My immediate family. Let me start there. Yeah. Because the outside family, they were like questioning me and they were like, <laughs> I don't know, girl, like that's a far reach. Yeah. And I'm, my parents prayed and fasted and lost so much so many people, so much money just investing into a girl who had big dreams. Yeah. And when you have a bit who if you have a community a foundation of family who really believe in you, that is a green flag. Yeah. And you should listen to those people who are cheering you on. Absolutely. Um, and if you fall, you fall. Yeah. Just you got to learn on your own to get back up and realize that failures are are a part of the process. Yeah. Like I said, I got so many no's before I started and I got that chance on X Factor, but having that, the support of telling, encouraging me, mm -hmm. saying like, keep going. Yeah. And also talking to God, I Come think on. was such an awakening where I was like, okay, talk to him, yeah. stop running from him. And when I went through that critical time in those three years, I kind of pushed God away from yeah. me because- It happens. I, wanted to fall it's yeah. it's different when your parents uh don't want you to fall and then you tell them let me fall yeah let me fall sometimes you allow have to. me to fall and a parent doesn't want to hear that and no. i understand that but sometimes you just want your parent just to be there just to be there yeah be my parent and don't be someone who's just like that da, 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 yeah. by the book i just want your support and be there when i fall and if i want to cry to you let me come to yeah. you you know so i felt like i needed that um experience where I need to learn to get back up and say, girl, it's time to move on. Come it's on. time to move on. Time to get up. Get your bag. Yeah. <laughs> get your bag. Stand up. And I learned, I gained a lot of wisdom Absolutely. from that trial and error. So I'm grateful that I'm here and I'm ready to drop music that is me, represents yeah. me. Um, and just being able to be free yeah. and just do what I want. And I'm glad you said that because you said it's a green flag. Mm -hmm. Where we live in a society where red flags is so broadcasted over social media so many times mm -hmm. where they, they're waiting for the downfall. They're waiting yeah. for somebody to fail. Yeah. And I think you being, you know, especially influential to the younger, not even just Polynesian kids, just artists watching this right now, where they can see somebody that goes to God, that has the foundation yeah. of, you know, having, you know, believing in prayer. Yeah. Where I think stuff like this gets hidden because they want all the viral stuff. Right. They want all like the negative things here. Yes. You know, what was this viral Ooh. moment where we live in this social media world, which, you know, a lot of people don't accept it, whether you accept it or not, you kind of got to adapt to it. Mm -hmm. And I think with you kind of telling your story and not being able to say, okay, who's over my shoulder telling me that's not it or that's not it. Mm -hmm. You're doing it on your own and what you want to do. Amen. So I think with this record label that everyone just found out about, hopefully just found out <laughs> on this, but now that we have that, it's just something that you along with, 
having other artists, you're still working on Dinah Jane, the mm -hmm. artist. Yeah. So tell us with this record label, what's going to be the next? And I don't want to give too much out. No, no, no let's not. <laughs> Chad over there waving his fist at me. Chad, not right now. But what can they expect from this record label and what's to come from Dinah Jane, the artist, and Dinah Jane, the record label? Well, it is fairly new, yeah, so I want to still save my little gems for yes. the time when it does uh, happen, but um, it is in the process. So I just know that it will represent our people yeah. in the best way, um, just exposing our many gifts and talents, um, whether it's music, music, am I speaking English? <laughs> music, acting, uh, dance. Yeah. Um, when I went content to in general. performing content, yeah. when I went to performing art school, I thought dancing was so weird. Like I didn't understand yeah. why, like my form of my language is singing. Yeah. So dancing was out of my comfort zone, and I just fell in love with it. Eventually, realizing like this is another way of expressing yourself. Yeah. So um, in our family, like we thought it was like laupisi. Yeah. Laupisi <laughs> means like, uh, what the heck? Like, why are you doing jazz? You know what I mean? But creating this space for kids to realize like any type of arts yeah. is beautiful and dive into it. And it is not something to shy away from. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, especially with the dance, because speaking of dance, you know, Chad is one of the best pristine dancers I know. <laughs> I know but, right. but just to say where people are looking at that aspect where I had Rich and Tone Tao Lang on, on my, my podcast as oh, well. Wow. And we're talking about legends, oh, you know, congrats. doing with Michael Jackson, but just having that dance aspect mm -hmm, of it mm -hmm. where it's part of our culture. Yeah. Dance, yep. music, and everything, you know, that you portray yourself as. But with the dancing, like, you know, Chad could do his thing. Mm -hmm. Are we going to see a lot more <laughs> of the Dinah Jane dancing during this whole transition stage, or what are we doing? Oh, definitely. going to be like, eh, she's <laughs> yeah. um, Oops. I hope I didn't break her too. <laughs> um, there's definitely going to be, like I said, it's just me being myself yeah. when I'm on stage. I don't know. The stage is just, I know I it's where I belong. Um, anytime I go on stage, and the last tour that I did um, in 2019. Shout out to the people who came. Come on. Everyone that sold it out, period. <laughs> um, I just, I, I don't remember what I did or the style that I did when I get off stage. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, remember when you did Oh, I don't remember. What Come did on, I do? Because you were in the zone when you were on that stage. I was in the stage. zone yeah. and I just love that, it, that space where I can just be anything and do anything that I want, whether it's a grunt or if there's a frustration, uh, something that I'm going through behind closed doors, my personal life, yeah. I'm able to just express myself freely there and just relate to the audience. It's such a beautiful thing to experience. Absolutely. Um, and then also hearing the crowd sing your songs Come back on, to speaking you. it right back to you. Oh, man. It got to <sighs> so be beautiful. that feeling, too, because uh -huh. especially we've done a couple of shows and you've done Bottled Up in your songs and just to see... The, girl, the little girls there kind of just word yeah. for word, word shouting back. Well, you don't even have to sing the song. You just got to put the mic um, out there. Yeah. Go ahead. Take, take it away. Tell us about that feeling just in general because coming from the X Factor, coming Fifth Harmony, full circle, but to what we're doing now, how does that feeling still resonate with you today, doing it then and now doing it now? I mean, I haven't been on my own stage in a while, so it's been three years. Yeah. Um, from X Factor into now. Does it mean a little a bit more it's now? It's a drastic change. Yeah. I mean... I'm literally, I, I reflect back on, wow, look at the little girl that asked her parents, can I, I want to be a superstar, like, can you help me? Yeah. Uh, I reflect on that little girl and pat myself on the back and say, wow, you made it this far. Come on. And God has put me in a position where I'm able to um, pass the gift or share the gift with many others in yeah. the room um, as far as being Polynesian as well. So being in a space like that, I just did a writing camp with Siosi. I shout out Siosi, man, that's family right the there. the best experience because being amongst the AAPI community, yeah. we were the only Polynesians Come in on. this writing camp. Huge. So we were putting little words in there 
that were tongue in like yeah. um suka suka means sugar sugar <laughs> like it just felt so good yeah. I just to put be able myself, to just yeah, implement that yeah, yeah implement that and um giving a piece of your culture in the music is a blessing yeah um and i hope when people hear the new music that i dropped that they feel my energy and they feel my love and my the position that i'm in right now is this is what i'm trying to do is just make us all feel uh, comfortable yeah. to just be unapologetically yourself and being you in your own skin. Because mm -hmm. like before we started this, we had, we listened with a little sneak peek of what you had there, and I almost cried. Oh. And I, I'm just gonna tell you, that. Oh. <laughs> you know, I wasn't gonna cry that bottled up because I was probably getting drunk. Oh. But on this one, you could kind of tell that it was Dinah letting her hair down and kind of just, mm -hmm. you know, this is me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I hope that these guys now that they see where the new music is going, where this is just you being you. Man, you talking about the song makes me cry because the reason why, I'm, before we pressed play and started this podcast, I literally took a moment and asked them respectfully if I could play a song before we started. Ooh. Just because I was kind of nervous and I was telling uh, Big Body Cisco right here, I was like, <laughs> I'm a little nervous. And I say that humbly because this is my backyard. Yeah. So shedding light on my people. Ooh, girl, stop crying. <laughs> no, go on, it's, go. Um, it's all that I live for. Yeah. And um, the song that I played is really special to me, and it's called My Lord. And um, it's helped me through many difficulties in my life that I have endured in the past three years. So it's helped me get back up and realize my gift and understand <clears throat> that I have to utilize it in a way where I can bless anyone in any way, yeah. use this tool. And... Um, just keep just to keep going and that when you are down that to be grateful still for the goods and the bad um and in the in the chorus it goes um sometimes we sin in sometimes we sometimes we sin in sometimes you give in you are the reason that I keep on winning so keep your head up uh now and and um just stay blessed, basically. So just stay grateful Ooh. through the process and understand that God got your back no matter what throughout the process. Come on. And, uh, yeah, yo, now that I'm... No, that's up, good. No, that's good. We're going to let it out. I feel like that music, that song yeah. has helped me. And I've wanted the song out for so long because if it's blessing me, I know it can bless so many others. And I've held on to the song since 2018. Man. So I know... Isn't that a trip, though? Like something trip. that you make so long ago can always be Still new and refreshed mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. and resonate mm -hmm. with an audience now where, you know, it might be old to you, and I tell people all the time, something that you did 10 years ago can yeah. still resonate and be brand new yeah. now yep. and still have the same relevance that you did when you put the pen, pen to the pad. Come on. <laughs> but is that something we're leaning towards too, like this one being my Lord? Is that something that you're trying to more express yourself mm -hmm. as far as what your inner Dinah Jane is? Like, you know, I want the kids to know I do believe in the Lord. I want the kids to know it's not yeah. all about just being bottled up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So is that the direction? Balance, we're going? balance. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, if you're going to bottle up, you, you got to have, have a little Lord to in there too. Because okay. if you don't have that, you, you can show up to church smelling like tequila. <laughs> But is that what we're going towards as far as what the music is now for Dinah? Yes. Like yeah. I said, I'm just expressing myself and just telling people I'm not perfect. Yeah. I, I, like you said, the contrast of bottled up and then my Lord, I am far from perfect. But yeah. I just want people to know that you can still be imperfect and still be yourself. And you can still have that relationship with God. And no one has to understand it but yourself. Yeah. 
Um, and I've been in positions where people would question my faith because I'm showing skin or the songs I'm singing. But say that, D. Say that. <laughs> my testimony is still strong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And God said He loves me the way exactly. I am. And no matter what, uh, I'm still gonna pull up to church. <laughs> uh, but just being a woman in this industry yeah. is so hard. Uh, I feel like people criticize us a little harder because we're just women and, you know. Not just women, Polynesian women. Polynesian women. And stay there with it because I'm glad you brought that up because we talk about the women thing, but mm -hmm. I don't think you guys understand the, the magnitude when she says Polynesian women. It's a whole different ball game mm -hmm. that you guys really come to understand. So not only the pressures of having the Polynesian people, but being a Polynesian woman in this where, mm -hmm. okay, you're getting older, you are going to show some skin. You are <laughs> uh -huh. going to, but that pressure, tell us about how that kind of just, you know, resonates with, you know, you, you're oldest of your siblings. Mm -hmm. So you also have to have that kind of like, okay, awareness. Of yeah. say, okay, let me not do some things that maybe I don't want, you know, the younger generation to do. Yeah. Tell me how that pressures, how you kind of dealing with that now and what it getting out to the public. I mean, it's a battlefield. Come on. It really is a battlefield because ooh, I've dealt with it for years. Yeah. Um, people would question, like I said, question my faith or my siblings. I, they're always in the back of my head where I'm like, oh, I don't want to embarrass them and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But then at a certain point, people have to realize that I will eventually just be myself. And if I feel like showing a little bit of skin, that's my choice. Yes. And I'm I'm a woman who is comfortable with my body. Say that then. Come and on. I <laughs> Say that. Because I'm a, I'm a Polynesian man that's comfortable in my skin yeah. too. And I'm like 400 pounds. So that's besides the point. As long as you have that confidence in the yourself. confidence is and what I matters. It's taboo in the Polynesian <sighs> demographic. And I think me and Heavy. Chad was talking about this before where we're on a different playing field. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people realize that where our playing field is a little bit different than, and, and not, not to take away from any other nationality out there, but ours is so microscopic where we're such under yeah. the microscope. Yep. Where, you know, when we do our makeup a certain way, we do our hair a certain way, it's either frowned upon or yeah. you're going to get either or. Yeah. So you kind of like adapt into that. Mm -hmm. How about those girls that are watching you now to say, okay, how do you do, how do you adapt to that? Because they're over there sitting in that adaptability stage right now themselves. <laughs> Saying, Mom, I can't wear this to the no, we're going to Kauai. You can't wear that, that tube top or whatever. But what do you say to those little girls that are watching now and how they should adapt with this Polynesian demographic being so on your back? I mean, I feel like I can only speak from experience. I can't really speak for others. But yeah. I would just say just be yourself. Eventually, people will understand that you are comfortable with who you are and you love yourself yeah. and eventually they'll see that glow and acceptance within yourself because there's insecurities that... Polynesian women Ooh. deal with. Um, mind you, I just went to the water park this past week, the week before that, and what made me sad was that my younger cousins, being Polynesian girls, they wanted to stay in their t-shirts and their shorts. I said, girl, Come on. take it off. We grew up in an age where all yeah. the girls had to wear moo moo's uh -huh. when we went to the water park. <laughs> and I was like, can, can they take that off at least or something? But yeah. But I understand the respect. Yes. I understand the respect in our culture. And I love that. And I value that. But um, I think it just comes down to you being a woman of just mm -hmm. loving yourself. Because I used to be that girl where yeah. I shied away from showing skin or if I did too much, that will be um, something everyone will look down on. Like, yeah. oh, she's doing too much. Da, da, da. You get the backhand of things. And um, eventually you grow out of it. And it's in your own timing. It's in your own timing. Um, it's not something that could happen overnight. Yes. I think it's all in your own timing. And trust that, that you are beautiful and you are unique. And being a Polynesian woman is a beautiful thing. So embrace your calves. Because <laughs> I know coarse calves was a thing where they were coming for us. Okay? Come on. 
And I'm proud of my horse cows. Yes. I get complimented about it all the time. And so, me and Chad had a cankle contest in Australia the other time, but no, oh, it was just me. Oh, it might have just been me. Okay. But like I said, accepting that and like, you know, it's no secret. Um, Polynesians, either they're big people or whatever it is, we embrace what we do. Yeah. And I think with the, the, the power of social media, the power of TikTok. Mm. And the humor. And, yes, I love the humor. The humor. I feel like no one understands the humor that we come, on. Uh, come off with. I mean, sometimes it was come for the horse calves. Yeah. Come for us and, <laughs> Eventually, at the time, I used to think it was not cute to have calves yeah. at the time. And then when I was on the road, I got so many compliments, and I realized like that's a beauty of yes. ours as women, Polynesian women, yeah. to embrace our, our body, yes. embrace your beauty, and, and live in it. Yeah. This is what you live in every day, so why not embrace it and love it out loud? Come on. And, <laughs> and, and we were talking about with social media. It, now it is a platform. Now mm -hmm. the TikTok dances. Now, you know, politic that we're talking about where we can kind of have those things and see the humor in it. Mm -hmm. But you're always going to get the comments, which is 50% negative, 50% positive. Yeah. And I think it's really on the people that read it, how they take it. Mm -hmm. And I think especially with you being under the microscope your whole career, mm -hmm. that you kind of had to adapt to kind of say, okay, if they're talking about you and they're, oh, they're talking good about you, you have to kind of accept both sides. Accept of it. both. Yeah. Um, to this day, like I try to overlook the, the negative comments and sometimes I look at, I, I, they don't understand that I, how much I've gone through yeah. to accept that. Yeah, I have done this much. I have done this and da, 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 but they don't understand the warrior that I have become, yeah. that those, those comments don't affect me. Come on. So as much as you want to break me down, it's not going to happen. I will not give you that power. I have Woo. before, but I realize my worth, my power, and the, the wounds I've carried this long to understand that I am not what they think I am yes. on social media. And it's just someone trolling who's unhappy with themselves. Come on. We've, All the burner accounts. <laughs> burner accounts. <laughs> I've seen them, too. I see y'all talking shit to me, too. You can go ahead and talk. Yeah. Talk y'all shit. I'm still happy yes. with what I have and what I'm owning on the side. And not let that affect you because those little comments should just fuel you. Absolutely. Fuel honestly, you. to understand that someone fuel took the to time the out of their day to call comment on something that they cared so much yeah. about that they actually cared about you so i take that as a fan compliment yeah. oh man they're watching okay come on and i always say if they're not talking shit about you you're probably mm -hmm. not doing nothing anyway exactly. it's when they start talking shit about you is when you're okay i'm actually you know yeah. raising some eyebrows and kind of getting my <laughs> name out there take us back we talked we talked about a radna earlier take us back to this island Denver. what are some who are some of the artists that um you you grew up on and kind of see still flourishing now and that you would want to work with in the future tell us about that whole realm in your aspect there's so many i mean spawn breezy yeah shout out spawn man shout out to spawn um etu i remember hearing him at the time he was eddie dino aka eddie, eddie dino i eddie seen him dino. epa's <laughs> very own but now he's etu he etu. was on the podcast too we had a, he said eddie dino's dead so r.i.p to eddie dino and now we have i was etu. a big fan of his covers man it got me through uh, like I said, I was I would play Polynesian music yeah. on the road just to remind me like this is a piece of home and I yeah. put the girls on. Come on. I we put all the girls on a Radna yeah. and they were in love with I'm not the same. Come on. So that would be our like Oh our, man, our, that's my sister's our, song. Uh, Salty still can't music. sing it, but it's cool. <laughs> my sister was singing and it's just a key off, but it, it's fine. Don't but yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the yourself? same. That was one of the ones though. But a yes. Radna and I'm not the same was kind of like those ones that resonated yeah. with the whole poly mm -hmm. demographic. Yeah. But I love that she was just so vulnerable. Um, and I think that's why that record. Sorry, I didn't understand. Oh, sorry. That was my sister calling my, my Apple phone. 
<laughs> Sorry, sis. I showed the sister a side chick. Let me find out. <laughs> Diana looked around. She's I like, remember when we were on the road, sir. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, Rodna was someone I really looked up to. I mean, I still to this day. Yeah. Um, Spawn Breezy, J Bug, EM just dropped a single. So man, I'm a shout huge fan of him, of his record right now. And um, there's so much more. J Bug, did I say J Bug yeah. already? Uh, J Bug. I didn't say to go down the whole roller. I just said, you oh. know, because we're, we're everyone's watching. And I talk mm -hmm. about with EM, with yourself, with Bug, and everybody that's in this, this kind of circle mm -hmm. that we're in, where the worldwide appeal that you have, some of these artists may not have that opportunity. And that's why I'm kind of glad where you're coming out into your own, where you're saying, look, I'm going to start this label because you have the experiences. Mm -hmm. And when I say experiences, it may be experiences that some of these artists that are established now mm -hmm. may not have been able to gone through like you have. Yeah. And now that you have that knowledge and aspect of it, yeah. now you can kind of say, look, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. I learned the hard way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I learned from you know being thrown in the fire. Mm -hmm. And now this is what my teachings are. I think I've just been learning to keep pushing the, keep pushing the limits, keep yeah. pushing the bar. Um, I feel like... I say this respectfully. I say this as I say this respectfully. Um, I think our Polynesian people we're, we're very comfortable yeah. with where we are placed. So I'll be the disrespectful. Y'all complacent. So <laughs> <laughs> is that what you want to say? Uh, <laughs> I feel like they we're get very stuck comfortable. in the bubble and just get comfortable in what they're already achieved. They uh -huh, not, uh -huh. There's not like which a next is okay. Level. Which yeah. is okay. And if, if that's what you want, then amen. Period. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just having that encouragement to push it a little bit further yeah. for, like I said, for the next Come on. is something that I want to um, share in my message of embarking this record label yeah. that you can still push the bar. Absolutely. Um, and that we shouldn't be comfortable with where we are because I mean, there's so much talent out there. <laughs> so Girl, much talent. You better go on. There's so there, much talent. There's kids, there's kids I look up to yeah. online and I'm cheering them on like I'm a fan. And I feel, feel like our community, when we cheer each other on, it gives that, it fuels us. Yeah. Like, wow, I love that. Oh, We're it's great because I'll other. see you go in someone's live, like unannounced. Oh. And once they see you get in, they're like, oh my God, Dinah James in there. And, like, and they'll still, oh, they'll, they'll kind of change yeah. up. And, well, it's kind of cool when you still do that. Yeah. And you still could kind of go in that whole aspect of you kind of just cheering on this I mean, next I came, generation. I came across a comment where someone was like, oh, I forget that you're famous. Like, something like that. And they're like, I'm, I'm geeking out because like it's you and da, da, da. and I still carry myself like I'm one of yes us and, and, and I, I take them, that was my next us. question too because uh -huh. is the being famous Dinah humbles you because of you know the Polynesian background that you're or because you could easily kind of just be the famous uh -huh. Dinah but <laughs> I, I see how you kind of pull the reins back on and kind of say no I'm like you guys and I see it all the time in your uh -huh. interactions with your fans and mm -hmm. when they come take pictures where they're so they're tripping because you're so humble where does that come from? I think it comes from home, honestly. Yeah. How I was raised. Um, my family have raised me so well to the point where I realized, like, you're never better than anyone. Yeah. Um, and my family has always humbled me and reminded me of, like, to stay grounded. And there's sometimes where they're trying to be like, girl, if you don't talk <laughs> your shit and be owning, da, da, da. but I'm just, and I think I also get it from my dad. Yeah. If you meet my dad, my dad's Pops a whole cool, teddy bear. Yeah. And um, he's very soft-spoken, soft-spoken like me. 
And I, I get Don't get it twisted. Pops will whoop your ass, though. Uh, just to let y'all know that, listen, too. At the VMAs, my dad was about to <laughs> <laughs> say, hey, Pops could be a teddy bear. Pops will whoop that ass. Uh-huh. Just to let y'all know. <laughs> I, I really get it from my dad. My yeah. mom's more of the person. I, I've always looked up to my parents' uh, personalities and Foundation. their relationship with each other. Yeah. So my mom's more of like the, no, da 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 da. And I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm more like my dad, where I'm easygoing, laid back, and I'm more observant. Yeah. I observe people, and before I judge them or like try to, see who they are as a person the first two seconds i give them a chance in the room and then i'm like oh, okay yeah you know what i mean so i'm more like my dad in Shout that out sense Pop. and Shout out the foundation, my dad always man. reminds me of like how i start and everything yeah. sorry mom i had to give it to dad this time <laughs> <laughs> Pop's like rewind that part rewind that <laughs> but it really does start from home yeah. and um it, it does come from our polynesian background so i Absolutely. think the two those two factors kind of mold me into who i am my character and i think that's what the industry whenever i'm at work and on the go and whatnot they always are kind of shocked yeah. by my approach of how i carry myself they're like oh you're so like nice yeah. you're so this and i well, even speaking on that i'm like, like it's nice hard for hard, people come on. i don't understand <laughs> sometimes I- it is you'd be surprised <laughs> but we talk about like dos caras is two faces they know the first face of dinah jane mm-hmm. what's the second face that people may not know about face <laughs> i mean just, just in, in general Ooh. you know you have dinah jane is the one moniker but now they have the one that people may not know Tell us a little bit about that person. I don't know if people want to know that. Because when it comes to myself, like you said, I'm the oldest, yes, right? Come so on. I'll be Lay it down. laying it down. And when my voice gets loud, yeah. the room stops with my siblings and they respect me. And I, I take that power very delicately yeah. where I'm like, okay, I don't want to be that person where I'm like, da 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 da. I'm saying this for your own good. It's more like I approach them in a respectful manner. Absolutely. And I love that they respect me. It's a mutual thing, Come being on. the oldest. So that's me behind closed doors. The other side of me is very, uh, by the, I, I'm, uh, I don't want to say it. I don't want to sound mean. Say it. Yeah, like, I'll whoop your ass too. <laughs> as like that. nice as yeah. I am. <laughs> behind closed doors, the punishment is that. <laughs> yes. No, but I do it very gracefully and respectfully, so. And I I, want to thank you again for coming and doing this because I think this is needed, Uh, not just for yourself. I think for the people that are watching this as well and kind of people was wondering where Dinah was at and Mm -hmm. where were you in your three-year hiatus. Before we get about here, I just want you to look into your camera right here and kind of tell people what you've been through. This is the one thing, people that's watching right now, what the the message that Dinah Jane has to the public that's watching her growth and her transition up until now. What do you want to tell them? Wow, no pressure. (laughs) Um, I would say dream big and no matter what obstacle you face is to remember that you have ancestors on the other side willing to catch you and run this race with you and whatever you believe in, whoever you believe you're meant to be, own it, commit to it and continue to create a strong foundation around you of people who love you, who genuinely love you, adore you, and truly support you, because that's the only way you'll win in life. Shit, I almost cried. Um, <laughs> Woo, that was deep. Dude, <laughs> you cried Sorry. over there. <laughs> but look, thank you, sis, for coming and doing this with us. Western thank Conference you. Podcast, we appreciate you. We're rooting for you. We're on your side. But look, go watch this right now. Share it with your friends. Yeah. Dinah Jane, Big Body Cisco, Western Conference <laughs> Podcast. Brought to you by Dos Caras Tequila. We'll Woo. see you on the next one.